Welcome to the Valve Chronicles by Clay Valve, your trusted partner since 1936 for the world's highest quality automatic control valves. Join us as we share insights and discuss products that are often invisible, but always essential. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Valve Chronicles brought to you by Clay Val. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for this episode of the show. Today, we're talking about the process for replacing aging infrastructure of control valve vaults in the United States. And so we're going to be diving into this, the process from beginning to end, and also who all needs to be involved in this process. How do you coordinate with the uh, the relevant parties? All of that sort of thing here on the show today. So joining me is Rob White. He's the regional sales manager for ESI Fab Systems. Rob, thanks so much for joining the show. Welcome. Good to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's great to talk to you today and get your insights and expertise. Break down the problem of uh, of aging infrastructure of control valve vaults in the United States. How widespread of a problem is this? How big of a problem is this? Uh, and how long have we been seeing this? Uh, we've been seeing this for quite a while now. Uh, basically, widespread. It's coast to coast. Uh, these uh, these uh, control valve vaults are underground. They're in concrete structures. Uh, this is, these vaults are not something that you typically go into um, unless you're having an issue. Uh, and so things get left uh, untouched for years and years and years until there's a potential failure or something stops working. And then we have to go down in them and, and try to maintain them. And they're in a, a very long state of disrepair. We just looked at one the other day that the piping goes back to the early 70s and really hasn't been touched much and now becomes okay how do we how do we maintain this piece of equipment or this control valve vault so it kind of becomes an, an out of sight out of mind type of situation for a lot of people correct especially in control valves they're not something that you play with mm -hmm. uh typically it's uh, on a daily basis uh, control valves are are generally uh if they're working they're working and you don't uh, go out and mess with them and change them and so uh, in, in particular on control valves, uh, people don't usually address them until there's a failure. Mm. Interesting. So uh, when you're evaluating, when you're going through that evaluation process, how do you determine what needs to be replaced? Uh, when, you're, when you're looking at these control valve vaults, uh, what sorts of evaluation process do you go through and how do you make that de determination? Okay, so when we go in and we look at, uh, we look at a control valve vault, uh, and we need to work on a control valve or maintain it, one of the things that you have to do is you have to have a positive uh, shutoff on the water system so you can open up the valve and work on it. Well, a lot of times you cannot get a positive shutoff. The, the, the gate valves, the butterfly valves, the isolation valves are not working properly. So uh, immediately that becomes part of, okay, do we need to, do, do we need to replace those? Uh, as well at that point, is, is there other uh, infrastructure in there, meters that are, are they working properly? Uh, you know, that type of thing in there. So we go in, we assess what all is uh, operating, what needs to operate properly in a control valve uh, vault. And that's the start of the process for us. This seems like something that, that involves a lot of interested parties, right? A lot of different people that, that are going to want to uh, be involved, that have to give their sign off, give their say on, on things. How do you coordinate between all the parties involved? Everyone from the city, the municipality, uh, water district, the owner, all of these various parties. What's that process like? Uh, kind of talk me through how you, how you do all of that coordination. So it usually starts with the, uh, with the manager uh, that is uh, operating the system. Uh, we come out, we take a look at it. Uh, we propose what would need to be done. 
that obviously has to go up the food chain, so to speak, to the city, you know, city administrator, to the water district manager. Uh, and then a lot of times we have to get the engineer involved because we have to make sure that these are the right applications in the system and everything is uh, operating properly in the system. So we need multiple sign-offs along the way to make sure that, um, that you know, especially if we're going to uh, change out infrastructure or uh, do any modifications to a vault, uh, control valve vault, that uh, it, all, it all fits the system and uh, all parties are, have signed off on it. So tell me about the process for actually replacing, uh, you know, a piece of infrastructure or, you know, a, a portion of a control valve vault. What does that process look like now that you've gotten sign off from all the relevant parties? You know what needs to be replaced. Tell me about actually replacing that. So uh, part of the process is to actually get the uh, uh, measurements, obviously, when you're on site, when you're doing that type of work, what needs to be replaced. As an example, if you're going to do a gate valve, a spool piece, uh, flange coupling adapter, control valve to another gate valve. Uh, so uh, if you if you needed to replace that, we'd need the proper um, uh, lay lengths and everything and all of that. Uh, then it becomes we do an actual drawing, an AutoCAD drawing of that, uh, and we get that signed off on. Um, and then the actual uh, replacement of all of that is a lot of times you can just take the cover off the vault uh, or go through the hatch of the vault and replace and take out the old equipment, drop in a new complete pipe uh, train or piping assembly, button it back up, do startup, do training, and you know away you go. Are you seeing any particular um, failures on a more regular basis? Like, are there certain parts that are wearing out faster than others that you're seeing a lot more replacements of, or is it pretty much across the board? It, it all it is pretty evenly distributed. It's pretty evenly distributed. Uh, our, our infrastructure, especially on the water, wastewater side is, is very, very poor and old. And so a lot, of, a lot of what we do and the way we approach it is to bring value to the owner um, and to be agile and, and nimble. Uh, and uh, so, you know, to be able to assess the situation and not look at just what we're working on, but you know, the actual vault itself and what we can bring to uh, the owner. And if we need to replace it, let's replace it now while we're working on it um, because it's old. And, uh, you know, at some point uh, they're going to need to they're going to need to isolate this stuff and work on it in the future as well. Right. How do you keep that future mindset uh, as well? Just as you think about, OK, there's going to be future repairs. How do we keep that in mind? You know, do you um, I, I guess, do you, do you do all of this with an eye towards the future so that you, uh, you can make life easier for them further down the road? Yeah, so little things. I mean, when we talk about control valves, especially little things that you can do, uh, you, you don't want to hard pipe uh, a, a vault. When we talk about hard piping a vault, that's flange to flange uh, connections all the way across. At some point in there, you're going to want a dismantling joint. Uh, or a flange coupling adapter so you can actually pull out a valve if you ever need to work on it or any piece of equipment in there. Uh, that's, that's very important. Um, you know, so, uh, and if there's any design to future size considerations, uh, if you're talking about potential growth of a city or a water district, you can, you can potentially uh, design in uh, a larger valve, not put it in now, but you can have space for a larger valve or a future valve. Uh, so you, you try to think about all the future uh, possibilities when it comes to that. 
Uh, you can uh, you can do things so that you have access to gauges that you can see from you know up above the vault while you're looking in, so you don't have to climb down in vaults. Uh, it's just you know things like that that make it easier uh, for uh, the owner uh, and the manager to operate their system. Yeah, those are those are excellent points. So we we mentioned earlier just that these these control valve vaults are kind of out of sight, out of mind to a certain extent. Are there any warning signs or anything that people should be keeping an eye out for or looking for as the infrastructure continues to age and as you're seeing more and more of these issues? Are there certain warning signs people should should be on the lookout for? Yeah, you really should should adopt, and we're promoting that people adopt an actual. Uh, you know, testing procedures around their uh, around their valves and their infrastructure, and uh, you know, once a year at least go out and you know make the valve operate, uh, operate the valve, make sure it's set properly, uh, and you can do a, a determination at that point if it's going to need maintenance. When is it going to need maintenance? Um, you know, we kind of have a standard three to five years. You should be looking at these things for routine maintenance. Um, so we can start helping people with their, you know, aging infrastructure, you know, with the asset management, uh, program and everything that, you know, we can talk about. So. And tell me a little bit about Clayval and, uh, and working with them. How, how has that process been? Do they make, um, your job easier in terms of, uh, in terms of what they're able to produce and do as well? Yeah. Clayval is, uh, pretty amazing. I mean, they, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to actually have a manufacturer that has, a foundry, <laughs> multiple foundries in the U.S. That's that's not that's not normal really anymore. Um, you know, Clayvel believes in inventory and having inventory. That's nice as well. Uh, so uh, they have years and years. I think that's eighty-five years of experience uh, in actually you know building these control valves and the resources behind it um, and the experience uh, is is amazing. I mean, so when we get into applications and, and the tools that we have to address all these applications and water applications are, you know, you can put as much stuff on a, on a control valve as you can dream up. It can do multiple, multiple, multiple things. So uh, yeah, we, we lean on them uh, for experience. We lean on their engineering and we lean on their manu manufacturing pretty heavily. Well, Rob, as we begin to wrap up this uh, this podcast conversation here today, do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our listeners or viewers with here today? Um, just you want to make sure that they know uh, about control valve vaults. Uh, let me turn the floor over to you for anything you want to say in closing. I would just say uh, think think bigger than just a, you know, a, a valve if you're going out to maintain it. Um, look at the entire vault. Look at the entire infrastructure. If you're in there working on that um, and it needs to be maintained, that's the opportunity when you have, uh, you know, at that point when you're going to isolate that entire vault that you can change out the complete pipe train. You can change out the, you know, the, the material in there that needs to needs to be changed and needs to be updated. I just say think bigger than just one piece of equipment in there. Look at the entire thing. And, uh, you know, that way, you know, you're doing your owner, you're doing your customers uh, the best service on updating that infrastructure when you do that. Excellent stuff. Rob White, Regional Sales Manager at ESI Fab Systems. Rob, thank you so much for joining us here on the Valve Chronicles and sharing your expertise and insight here uh, when it comes to control valve vaults. Thank you. Glad to be here. 
Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of The Valve Chronicles, a podcast from Clay Valve. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more information, you can always visit Clay Valve's website and stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast and get more excellent insight like what you heard today from Rob. And of course, stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guest today, Rob White, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.